week boys and girls and thank you for tuning in to the Josh Belcher Uncharted podcast this week we have two of the funniest people in the realm of hilarity itself we have got Reno Collier uh, from Blue Comedy stand-up comedian all-around hilarious man Uh, really had fun talking to him on the podcast and Saturday Night Live alumnus and ukulele playing extraordinaire Victoria Jackson now, she's still making waves in the comedy world, and she also was kind enough to talk to me about her stint on Saturday Night Live, because she was there when the greatest lineup of all time was there. Your Adam Sandler's, your Chris Farley's, your Dana Carvey's, your Mike Myers, Kevin Nealon, and the list goes on and on. So really fun this week podcast, talking to these really amazing, funny people. Uh, thanks to both of them for lending their talents, and more importantly, thank you for listening to my little podcast. I really love doing it, really enjoy uh, sharing the fun conversations with you. Thank you for taking the time to listen. And with that, I will quit running my mouth and on with the show. Here we go. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, Josh Belcher here. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. Going to uh, share a little bit of what's happened this week um, in my life. Uh, first of all, I got very, very sick. Uh, the sickest I been in a long time uh, still sick right now but slowly but surely recovering um, a series of headaches uh, congestion it was like the cold the flu my sinuses pneumonia all of it kind of bundled into one big uh, sickness and just uh, took over my life I missed three days of work um, and let me tell you, for a guy that has two jobs who rarely misses any days of work at all during the month, uh, I missed three in a row because I could not get out of bed. I um, currently don't have insurance, so I uh, did not go to the doctor. Just tried to self-medicate with uh, over-the-counter products, but uh, pulled through with that. Uh, like I said, I'm on the up and up now, just uh, still not at 100%, but uh, doing the best I can with what I'm working with. Uh, in better news, I um, watched the Eddie Murphy's return to Saturday Night Live, uh, as I'm sure a lot of you may have, and that was awesome. Uh, he didn't miss a step um, from his 35-plus uh, year uh, absence. He did come for the 40th anniversary talk a little bit but didn't really get into characters or anything and uh, on this particular episode last week he brought back uh, Gumby he did Buckwheat he did Velvet Jones he did uh, Reminds drawn a blank uh, oh, Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood and uh, just uh, did an awesome job uh, it was so glad to see him back because he's one of the reasons that I really developed a love for funny humor and comedy at an early age. Uh, my grandfather had a VHS recording of The Best of Saturday Night Live with Eddie Murphy and uh, gave me countless hours of enjoyment and it was just like full circle nostalgia to get to uh, watch him perform it again. It was a great treat and I'm glad he decided to do it. Uh, now I only hope that he uh, will perform stand-up uh, live and, and bring his show to Nashville because I will definitely be in-house taking all that in. 
Uh, and that's what happened pretty much this week. Uh, had a great holiday. Uh, everybody was happy with their Christmas. Got myself a cool, some cool presents. Well, people got them for me. I uh, was very happy. Uh, got a couple of hoodies and some uh, some uh, warm clothes and things of that nature. And just uh, had a really, really good time. Uh, family and friends. And uh, I wish the same for you in your life. And I uh, hope you had a good time how you celebrate it. And uh, you know, thank you again for listening to the podcast. And without further ado, we'll get on with the show. Here we go. Batting first this week on the Josh Belcher Uncharted podcast, stand-up comedian Reno Collier. You remember him from touring the world with Larry the Cable Guy. He's also a member of the Blue Collar Comedy Outfit. even had his own Comedy Central Presents. He's a very funny guy. Really enjoyed speaking with him. I really think you're going to enjoy this interview. Here you go. Enjoy. And you know, Merry course. Christmas and Merry Happy Christmas Anniversary. To you. Saw a very yeah. special picture. Way to go. Yeah, today, today's my uh, my second anniversary. Nice. Well, you you do. You're too young. You you guys are, are through the honeymoon phase still, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, how old are you? I'm 37. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm beyond the honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw two years, and I was like, that's awesome. You know, they made it two years. Good for them. I, I was married once. I gave it a try. You know, I did the sincere effort, so, I mean, I can appreciate love. <laughs> but I it did it once, just, too. Did you really? Oh, yeah, dude. It's only been two years. The first time I got married, I wasn't 46. <laughs> <laughs> I ran into another one before this one. You kidding That's me? It. So you know the do's and don'ts of uh, of what to do and not to do? Yeah, I, well, you think you do. I know yeah. more than I did. <laughs> I know yeah. I know how to destroy one. Yeah, um, sure. You know, it's like uh, you learn from that stuff. I, I'm trying to do with this one and be kinder and sweeter and think that there's another person other than me, which is very difficult. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, yeah. you count too? <laughs> I haven't told you what I wanted to say. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that, that brings us something I wanted to ask him. Being a, being a comic and a successful one such as yourself, does that ever get in the way of being married? Because obviously you're gone all the time. You're like a rock star. I mean, Shoot. is she cool with that? Uh, yeah, she goes with me a lot. Now, in my ex-wife's defense, we had two kids, so Uh she couldn't just book and, you know. Yeah. But she goes with me. And, dude, being a comedian is nothing like like (laughs) a rock star. Like, my buddies would come out when I was out with Cable Guy and Foxworthy, and we had a tour bus. And they're like, oh, my God. They, like, had both their wives at home. They're like, we're going on the tour bus. They get on the bus, and they're like, where? What is this? And there's, like, dip cups and pizza boxes. We're all married, and nobody cheats on their wife. Like, we're the lamest bunch of people. Like, yeah. what do you guys do? We're going to play poker later if you want to yeah. have a beer and play poker, maybe. <laughs> they, they they watch, like, Motley Crue behind the music, and they think that every tour bus has some crazy, like, Bud Light commercial going on inside it. Yeah, you know what I picture, obviously, honestly, when I think of when, when uh, comics have made it to the point where they have a tour bus? Sam Kennison always comes to mind. I always think that's what's going on while while traveling's going on. Yeah, and it's more Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> Hot pockets and yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. My back yeah. hurts. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, uh, another thing I wanted to say to you: uh, watch the dry bar, which is uh, was was awesome. You know, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but you brought up Murfreesboro and made it relatable to a whole nother 
date, and that was awesome. Like, uh, kudos to you for for that bit, man. That was brilliant because we appreciate Murfreesboro being from Middle Tennessee, but you shed a whole new life on it, like how to spell it, pronounce it. That was just amazing. <laughs> really enjoyed that. That was awesome. <laughs> well, I've lived here for 16 years. Like, it's my home now, you yeah. know? And, uh, and I'm not going to not talk about it. I mean, you know, it's uh, – it's kind of funny because nobody knows where it is. Definitely nobody can spell it, but nobody knows, like, <laughs> you know, where it is. Because I, I used to say now outside of Nashville. Mm, yeah. And you go Murfreesboro, and it's either they're truckers or something, and they're like, oh, I get pulled over there all the time because the cops sit out there by 24 and 840. And they either know it from that or MTSU. And other than that, you know, it's, like, it's funny because <laughs> my wife is in this bunco group. Uh-huh. They, you know, you know what Bunko is, right? I don't, but it sounds pretty awful. All right, Tell it, me about here, it. here's what it is. It's for Southern women who <laughs> get together once a month and get drunk, and over the the guise of it being a dice game, but they don't oh, really wow. pay, they drink really. It's drunko, and it's like they don't <laughs> they don't really they don't really uh, play the game hardly at all because no one ever knows who wins, and they all come home and act anyway. So they sit around and they talk about all the stuff that goes on in Murfreesboro. And they're like, oh, my God. And these stories get blown up. And they know all the answers to everything. And I'm like, I want to do a TV show of your Bunko group of, like, these middle-aged b- women. Yeah. They get together for Bunko, but you're crime fighters. And you solve all – and you're called debunked. <laughs> and it's like you find – you find because, man, I mean, the crimes that, according to them, that happen in this town are so over the top. Yeah. You know, like it's just when I when I first moved here, I'd been on the road and I come home and I pull up in front of my house and the neighbors had like police tape all around their house. Wow. And the cops were out there and I was like, oh, my God, you know, I've been gone. And they were like, you're not this woman's like, Reno, you're not going to believe this. Oh, my God. I don't even know where to start. The man in there was cheating on his wife. And his wife came in and shot him right in the head, wow. ran outside, and just started shooting people. And everyone has just been torn apart. And, oh, my God. And I'm like, well, do they, where, where, where are these people? And they're like, they're on the loose. And they're running through the neighborhood. And, oh, my God. Just, and I'm like, oh, my God. And I run back yeah. home. And I'm like, my kids were little. I'm like, you guys stay in the house. Yeah. I go back out. And I I'm, I'm walk over to the cop. And I'm like, did you guys find the guy? And they're like, yeah, at the bottom of the steps. I was like, oh what? my gosh. I go, yeah. And he goes, yeah. I go, well, who shot who? And he goes, nobody got shot. He goes, the guy was just running down the steps and he slipped and fell and hit his head. What? And I'm like, nobody was cheating on their wife? And he's like, no. <laughs> he goes, he's not even married. And I go, there's no guns or any. He goes, no. He goes, the poor guy. He just was running and he slipped on the carpet at the top of the steps and went down. Yeah, he lived there by wow. himself. Man. I'm like, you got it. But that's that's it. Yeah. That's, you know, that's the borough, yeah. Murfreesboro with a big fat bow on it. Yeah, because that, you know, like I said, uh, uh, spend a little time there, you know, at MTSU crowd and everything. That's the wildest I've ever seen anything happen. And once you get a couple of parties going in those dorms, so that's, but, you know, nothing too volatile to where you're like, man, I, I fear for my safety, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there bad stuff happens, but it's, yeah. you know, that's what always amazes me is like whenever Titans get busted. They're in Murfreesboro. They're like, two Titans arrested at a club in Murfreesboro. And I'm like, Applebee's? Like, <laughs> where, where were they? Yeah. What were they doing? You know, were they, you know, Chick-fil-A or something? Target? Yeah. yeah. 
what club are you yeah. talking about? You know. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't get, I don't get either. But yeah, Murfreesboro has, has been a great place. I've had nothing but good things associated with it uh, every time I go. Uh, what's the uh, Fort Parkway? That's that's a good happening spot. Old Fort Parkway. Old Fort. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Old, I forgot about the old part. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like I said, you were asking me about Murfreesboro. I was thinking, it's like, does he know me? Because like I'm from Franklin. I can't really afford the uh, payments to live there now, so I live in Columbia. But you know, it's kind of like a little mild town in its own right. But they're starting yeah. to move here because uh, Spring Hill's starting to fill up. So, dude, Spring Hill's been blowing up for a long time. I know. When they, Saturn left, I think it kind of slowed down a little bit. But yeah, isn't that right? G, yeah, G, well, right as they did that, uh, GM bought it over, and now they make like Cadillacs there and everything. So, oh, nice. Yeah, so it's a look at you moving place. up. We we don't make Cadillacs in Murfreesboro, but in Smyrna, yeah, we'll Nissan. make an Altima. How about that? How yeah. about I put you in a new Altima? <laughs> and you know that's considered Japanese ground. Once you enter that gate, that's Japanese property, soil, or whatever. Isn't that weird? Wow. Like I have a friend that works there, and he said like if you fall off the production line and have a heart attack, like there is no nine one one coming in there. Like they they take a mini ambulance out to the gate and deliver you to the big ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> so and the people that, are just stabbing themselves in the jet. <laughs> yeah, you I have dishonored me. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you make Centro very bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I always think Japanese people have to stab themselves, but I always think about Godzilla when I think about Japan. So, but I don't know. There's no way you can't. Yeah, you know. That's what I said. And then all the restaurants, like we had in Murfreesboro for years, we had Chef Wang's. Uh-huh. And I'm like, dude, why would you even play with that name? Like, didn't somebody <laughs> go like, hey man, Wang means something else? Like, yeah, don't you know? Or or that 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 soup called like, like Fook. I think it's called Fook. Yeah, <laughs> Fook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what what's going on in their brains here? But um, <laughs> you can get you some food. You're like, what is this? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, eat it. Yeah, yeah. Eat, eat I don't want to eat the food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just be glad you have it. What? Um, you went to Elon, yeah. is that right? I'm gonna go ahead and yeah. add on you myself. My football coach went to Elon. I've never met another person. Did not even know the place really existed. It's in North Carolina. Yeah. Who's your football well, coach? His name is Richard. Well, he, he's retired now, but his name was Richard Lee. Uh, let's see, I'm 37, so graduated in 01. Great human being. Actually sang with the Jordan Ayers in the Elvis era. Um, wow. But uh, played at Elon. He was a wide receiver. So, wow, man. Yeah, yeah not a lot of uh, – I don't run into a lot of people that went there. I've never known another human. I, I thought for the longest he just made it up. He was like, yeah, I played wide receiver at Elon. I was like, really? But, uh, yeah, I, I guess it's – That's old school. We were the fighting Christians back then. Yeah, he – Now it's uh, the Phoenix. It was like probably uh, 60s, probably there during the 60s. Yeah. So maybe the yeah. same name. Yeah. I used to joke about it because my buddies I, – I went there to play baseball, and my buddies played football, and I'm like – the Fighting Christians is the most unintimidating, like, sports. You're like, we forgive you. Yeah. You know? It's like, there's yeah. no, I don't know. And they had the little Irish guy, but they had a maroon, you know, like the little Notre Dame-looking dude. Yeah, yeah. With his fists up, and it's Catholic, Catholic, so they yeah. changed the color of his, I don't know. Yeah. 
It's like, we're going to form tackle you, but then pray with you after we're done. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I didn't know they had a little Irish guy, but yeah, copyright infringement, that totally makes sense. Had to change yeah, I think they cut part of his beard off or something, like made it a goatee. Not really, but you know what I yeah. mean? Like they, they changed something. Yeah. Where it kind of now it's the Phoenix, which is even dumber because that's like that online school. It doesn't even, yeah. you know, that's like you're, yeah. Uh, when you're not taking your classes online, you want to play sports here at Elon. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. can see that. But yeah, but oddly Lee, enough, last year it was ranked the number one most beautiful campus in the country. Is it a nice campus? Yeah, it's gorgeous, man. The school's nice. really good. Yeah, that's cool. Like, it's hard to get into now. It didn't used to be. When me and your coach were there, but now it is. They're like, oh, your parents have some money? Okay, you can come in. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, that there's a lot of truth to that, too. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's 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 money talks in a lot of these places. Um, Like now I learned, um, like I said, I'm hopping a little bit, but because of, you know, everybody moving to America, getting GEDs, uh, if you have a certain SAT score, you can get into Vanderbilt with a GED. Really? Yes, I, I'm not one of those people, but I have heard people saying, hey, like so-and-so moved here um, as a refugee from wherever and got their grades up, and now they're at Vanderbilt. I was like, wow, that's insane. That sounds yeah. – <laughs> dude, yeah. I don't even know what to say. Like, yeah. Now, if you're from here, you know, it's kind of like when you sign up for a phone plan and you're with AT&T and they're charging you $200 a month. And they go, for anybody who signs up with a new thing, we'll charge you 50 Yeah. And it's like, well, hey, jackass, what about me? I've been here. Yeah. Where's my, then, where, where's my stuff? Well, hey. you, you signed up too early. These people get all the – not that I yeah. take a GED test and go to Vandy, but. <laughs> <laughs> but. But it's like, too, it's like some things they'll give you a family plan, and they'll give you the brand-new iPhone, like all five of your family members. Yeah. You know, I'm like, what is going on here? But – um. Anyway, stuff about I get I get that we just raised our rates, and your iPhone six now you know causes testicular cancer or something. You know, like yeah. I never get, I never get a deal. Yeah, never you know? catch a break. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm always two or three steps behind the game. Yeah, like I said, just just opened a Facebook not too long ago. You know how sad that is. Everybody's like, dude, where have you been? I'm like, I just I've never been a prying into your business conflict kind of thing. I, I just did it to promote the podcast more than anything because like, I've been looking at these online things, what they suggest you do. They're like, get a Twitter, get a podcast. And then they said they said get an Instagram, but you can't take pictures of a podcast. So I don't know what the tie-in is with that. Dude, I hate all that stuff. I yeah. hate Facebook. Twitter sucks. All it does is put me in a bad mood. Sure. It doesn't I mean, like – it's just political and – it's either that or somebody's putting up something trying to get attention, you know, like, yeah. oh, yesterday, you know, my dog got run over by the car, and we just don't know what we're going to do. Go fund me. And it's like, shut up, dude. Yeah. Go get a new dog or get a job. <laughs> like, why are you <laughs> – I don't get the – why did you bring me into your mess? I got enough crap I got to take care of. Sure. And I don't want to see your freaking hot dog, and I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like, I uh, I have a friend who's got a new girlfriend. Uh, it's not Brandon. Uh, he's been happily married for like 50 years. But um, another friend of mine's got a fresh new girlfriend, and I'm really trying to like the girl. And she posted the other day, she apologized for having white privilege. 
um, after oh, she God. watched like a Chelsea Handler DVD or something. And I told my son, I'm like, dude, I'm really trying to like your girlfriend. She's making it so hard. Yeah. <laughs> and guess what? We're not friends anymore either, dude. How do you like that? <laughs> yeah. Dump button. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I, he goes, he said the same thing. He said, man, I, yeah, I can't believe she posted that. I'm like, I know. And she tagged you in it. That's the best part. Is she really hot? She is pretty smoking. She's See, a smoke that's, show. That's where, that's where the, in the beginning, it doesn't matter. It's like you just push that. Oh, it doesn't really, you know. Oh, yeah. It doesn't. I don't. I don't know why people feel bad for something they have no control over. I thought that's what we were trying to get over. Exactly. Like any any breaks I've had in life or anything, or, or I've worked for to achieve, achieve. I don't apologize for them. I can't help what ethnicity I am. If I, you know, if I get to go to Florida for a week, I'm not going to say, well, it's white privilege. It's because I put an extra money back where some one of my kids couldn't find it or something. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm not yeah. Like I have a store to where I got to where I'm at. I'm not gonna apologize for it. But like she put this big rant and then I actually watched that Chelsea Handler thing on Netflix and I was like, Oh my gosh, this this woman is something else. Dude, I and I love it. So basically she's taking advantage of all of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, hey, I'm gonna do a Netflix special and tell everybody how great I am because I feel bad for something I can't control. Shut up. Yeah, I know, right? It, it's so it's stupid, man. Yeah. Everybody's lost their freaking minds. I know, and that's that's the thing with social media. That's every time I turn it on, if I go to post something about the podcast or something, I'll see something that just amazes me. That's just it's literally nothing to do with nothing. It's just somebody bored and they want to get something going. You know, I don't. It's stuff about like. Like, you can't say that a man can't have a baby, you know, and or it, 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 I, don't, I don't understand. Like, I, I, I swear to God, I feel like I wake up and I'm in a different world. That chick <laughs> that wrote those Harry Potter deals, yeah, she said she stuck up for some woman who got fired for saying that she was a female or something stupid, and people came unglued on her. Yeah. And it's like, dude, that little kid in kindergarten cop was right. Boys have penises. Girls have vaginas, yeah, and that's the end of the story. There's no, <laughs> I don't know where it became like, well, you can't say that men can't have a baby. Yeah, I pretty much I can, <laughs> and and I can sit here and watch him for the rest of his life, and I promise you, no kids are gonna come out. <laughs> well, this is this is one thing like I said about uh, on the weekends. I work part time at Planet Fitness. That's uh, where Brandon's the manager, mm-hmm. and um. Uh, here lately, um, you know, there are women or men that are transgender, I guess, or transitioning. Yeah. But and they their big argument is, you know, hey, I'm wanting to be a guy, so I want to go in the, you know, I'm a girl that wants to go in the guy's room, or I'm a guy that wants to go in the girl's room. Well, you can only go by what your driver's license says. So that's the flack we're getting now on our end. Like somebody will come in and be like, hey, I want to let you know that. I'm transitioning. I haven't had the bottom surgery, but I'm going to go into the ladies' room. I'm like, you're a guy, man. You can't yeah, do that. You're not. Yeah, you're not going in there. Because not only that, some of these ladies have husbands or boyfriends in here, and they're going to go in there, and they're going to kill you. You're not going to have the opportunity <laughs> yeah. to get it done, you know? Yeah. So, I'm sorry, sir. Ma'am. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. On, no, you're a dude. That was a yeah. dude. You're a dude. It's such a tricky situation. Just go situation. where you stand up. Yeah, you know, I just never thought in my lifetime that I would deal with something like that. You know, a, a guy telling me he wants to go in the ladies' room. I'm like, dude, I've been barking up that tree for 30 plus years. Yeah, now. yeah, it's not happening. 
Even yeah. if I, if I, if anybody, this is a guy that goes in there to clean it, they do it at like four o'clock in the morning and it's completely blocked off. Hey, a guy is in the restroom, you know? Right. So, but that's a whole nother can of worms. Um, Dude, that's, <laughs> that's why, that's why I have to do this job. Cause like, I, there's no way I could do that. Yeah. I would flip out on somebody. It's, hey, it's really, I still have a wiener, but uh, I'm going to go check out those girls. No, you're not, dude. Yeah. That's, absolutely that's not. not. Yeah, it's it's a it's a, it's a a crazy, like I said, I never imagined that I would see it in my lifetime. And it, it's not very often in Columbia, but, like, every so often you'll see them walking in and it's like, you know, I'm, you know, my name's Jacob, but I know it says Tiffany on my license or vice versa. And I'm just like, what do we do with these people? You know, and we had to watch a whole video on it. Like, they had to create a training course to know how to deal with these people. So. Dude, it's, uh, I, <laughs> I, I, I can't even wrap my head around, like I can't even, I, I don't get it. And women stick up for him. Well, he doesn't yes. know. Hey, I thought you guys were, went through that whole thing about fighting for women's rights and not, so that doesn't matter anymore. Now, if a guy says, why, that, why didn't guys do that back when you guys were trying to vote? Yeah, exactly. You know? I don't, and women are like, yeah, he, she doesn't, they fight for what's right. It's like, what are you talking about? Doesn't it yeah. feel like that? Like, don't you look around and just go, what are you guys even talking about? Are we really having this discussion? I mean, red is blue, blue is red. Like, I don't get it, man. Yeah, and then there's like, there's this kid that was like wrestling in Mississippi or something that, that's identifying as a girl, and he's a you know a well built guy, and he's wrestling, and he's just slamming all these girls like he has the world record, like nobody can beat him. And they want to complain then, because yeah. like I said, he he's got he's he's masculine, but he's he's saying he's a woman. Well, yeah, he's painting these girls in like twelve seconds. Yeah, that's a good thing to show girls too. Yeah, is, dude, you bought you suplex my daughter, and I will chop your head off. Yeah, absolutely, right you know, there. And one of yeah. these dads, that's what's going to happen, man. Somebody's going to come unglued and, and just have had enough of it. Because you let, you let it go a little bit, and then it's like, no, dude, you're not going in the same bathroom as my daughter. Yeah. And, and being a dad, that's the first thing I think, like, um, how would these people feel? You know, I, I think from a dad's perspective, it's like, you know, I wouldn't like it. I can't imagine, you know. I mean, we're every day. It's a, it's another step to where it, it's just going to have to have one merged bathroom, and that's going to invite a whole other can of worms. Not just these people that don't identify as anything, but like your your pedophiliacs and your you know Freak. whatever you want to. Yeah, exactly. You know what I just thought of? That's funny. Is you never hear about them trying to do that at a truck stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got to remember that. I got to write that down because that's you. Hilarious. <laughs> You've been in the bathroom at a drug stop at the guy's side. Oh my gosh! I mean, if yeah. anything, you'd act, you'd just be like, "Hey, man, I'm a chick today. I cannot even breathe in the. If I open my mouth there, I'm gonna get bird flu. Like, I don't know what's in there, <laughs> but today I'm a woman and I'm pooping in here with y'all. Yeah, because you know it I mean? smells like all you smell is like Stetson and and dump. That's it. Even if you're in there just for a quick pee, and it's like, yeah. what is up <laughs> with these guys? Yeah. That's all you smell. I don't yeah. know. Even I, I'm with you. Yeah, you don't ever see anybody fighting the, for their rights in there. Yeah, I've had it. I'm going in there to take a dump. <laughs> <laughs> I always yeah. knew you were like that, Frank. 
Yeah. Worthless is what you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd love to be in there when one of them's there and be like, hey, you're going in the wrong bathroom. Aren't you wanting to go into this one today? This is These are the use your dudes right here. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that is insane. Um, I wanted to ask you, let's see. Like I said, I bounce my brain. Me too. Um, with the dry bar, which was killer, you know, I really love the set. Uh, you know, you brought up, you know, the aquarium and everything really nailed it. But do you strive, like, as a comedian, do you try to be clean for the most part, or do you just, is it whatever flows? Like, do you, you go blue, or what, what's your what's your I, approach I, to it? It depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Like, my jokes aren't dirty, but my mouth is. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Like, I don't write dirty stuff. But I cuss in real life or whatever. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, so, like, it'll slip in somewhere. And some stuff, it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. But I like doing clean. I don't like one more than the other. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah, – yeah. I'm not one of those comics that goes, I'm going to go out there and try to shock somebody. Yeah. That's not my thing. Although, oddly enough, dude, that dry bar thing, I did a bit – and I think they stopped playing it. I don't even think they're playing it anymore. I was, it was making fun of Evolution. Uh-huh. And people came unglued on the Dry Bar Facebook page. Really? Yeah. People were like, he's exactly right. And other people were like, he's going to destroy our country. Oh, man. And I'm like, you guys, I was talking about monkeys sitting around a campfire. Like, <laughs> it's – you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm kidding. These are jokes. Like, And it was like – Put a MAGA hat on him. He's our—he's the reason our country's going down the tubes. And then somebody oh, else is yeah. like, he's exactly right. I'm not right or wrong. The whole thing was talking about how science is stupid. Like, you know, we've always thought that every generation of scientists thought they figured everything. I was just making fun of it. Yeah. And I think it's so funny. I think monkeys in general are funny. Like, uh, my first marriage probably ended because of that monkey that sniffs his finger on his butt and falls out of the tree. <laughs> sure. I'd watch that for days, man. I couldn't, like, and so I just thought it was funny. But people, even on dry bar, in this climate we're in right now, a totally clean four-minute segment about evolution sets people off. And people are like, I'm canceling my subscription. Oh, wow. And the next one's like, that's the funniest thing I've ever seen. And I don't care if people cancel Dry Bar. I don't care if they go to it. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, that's not, I just did it because it was fun and the people are really nice that run it. Yeah. Um, you know? So, and I like, I like their organ. I mean, they've, they've been solid people and I think the product they're putting out is good. But, I mean, if you can't even say a little thing about evolution without people just coming triggered, unhinged, it's, I don't know, man. No, I'm I'm with you. The thing is with with comedy nowadays, it's like, I mean, I've studied it and I really have a passion for it. But you know, everybody they just fire on all cylinders till they find something that works. And it's like we everybody's so sensitive now. It's like you find anything to gripe about, and it's telling jokes. Like you know what you're getting into when you're there. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. That that I'll never understand. I don't but, get it either, man. But you know, I I was raised. My my crew was like my my grand my granddad thought it was funny to let me listen to records of Richard Pryor and like Eddie Murphy. Yeah. So I've heard it all. Yeah. Um, uh, so you know, it's not really the shock value, but I appreciate the artwork that goes into it. But pretty soon, it's like, are we even going to even have that as an art form? Because so many people are offended by everything. Yeah, I think we will. I think it'll sway back. I think there's going to be a huge backlash. Like. 
Dave Chappelle and Bill Burr's last special, just because they're bigger, uh-huh. you know, were really like the comics aren't going to listen. That the reason comics are comics is because we don't do well with being told what you can say and what you can't do. Starting back when we were in kindergarten, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of um, as soon as you say don't make fun of that, it's going to be made fun of. Sure. Yeah. And it just it just politically it's switched. Like when I was younger, it was like the hippies that are like freedom of speech. We need to be able to, and now it's Republicans. Like everything is flipped into yeah. completely different groups. You know, where it's like conservative people are now off the edge and out of control, and you know, it's just it's bizarre. Yeah, it's bizarre. That's exactly what I was thinking. It was like that Superman comic book when like Bizarro took over and everything was backwards. Yeah. You or said Seinfeld. Bizarre. Yeah, when yeah. they had the yeah, and it's like you know I watched <laughs> Eddie Murphy on Saturday Night Live absolutely destroy doing the same thing he did in '84. He's talking about doing stand up again. I mean, do you think a set that he would do would survive in today's climate? I do. Um, I just hope he doesn't soften. Yeah, and he stays the same. But the reason he quit doing stand up is he's like, I got nothing to talk about. Because nobody wants to hear about my limo being late. He's like, yeah. I'm a movie star. I don't have any problems, which I thought <laughs> was really cool. You know what I mean? Like, it was it was really insightful of him to be like, you know, I'm not struggling. What is there to, you know what I mean? You, you've seen guys like that. Like, they're hilarious, and then they get really big, and it's like, what happened to that guy? Yeah. Like, the voice is gone. The The point of view is gone. The whatever it is, and then it turns into a fake angry or something. Yeah, it's you know? almost like it's it's forced instead of just a natural, you know, occurrence. Um, well, there's that and the fact that you have like 10 years to put together your first album and eight months to put together another one if it's successful. Yeah. So it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, but like I said, he, he's still got like $150 million in the bank. He's just a house father. Why Why does he want to get back after it, I wonder? Dude, I think after a while you can't take it anymore. Like you, stuff. Like even after when I'm home for two weeks, I gotta I gotta do a show or something, or I start to lose it. Yeah, it's like a release. It is, it, and and the the best thing is, uh, you know, from a guy like me, and I'm not comparing myself to you by any means, but someone that's attempted. No, I'm the same. So, yeah, dude, come on. Somebody that attempts comedy and then I actually play music. To me, there's a bigger high delivering a joke when you're, <clears throat> excuse me, when you're up there by yourself, versus having a band around you and it just goes over smooth <clears throat> and everybody laughs at it. Like there's no bigger rush you can get. Yeah, if you miss a, a chord or something, I don't know much about music, but I mean you have drums and there's other stuff going on. If you, you know what I mean. If you're standing up there by yourself, you are kind of walking the high wire a little bit, but it's uh, it's also easier to make up for when you're by yourself, because you're not throwing anybody else off. Mm-hmm. You know? Do you have to yeah. sneeze, dude? No, I had I have a little bit of cough. I've, I've been sick for like a <clears throat> like five or six days straight, and I'm just now on the tail end of it, and got oh, a little dude. tickle in my throat at the wrong time. <laughs> Go get some rest, man. Oh no, we're good. Um, like I said, I, I work two jobs and, and I'm trying to get this podcast off the ground, so constantly burning the candles at both ends, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Absolutely. You're hitting it. 
Yeah, um, <coughs> excuse me. Well, I don't worry, I'll get all that cut out. But in the podcast, I try to do a musician that everybody, you know, knows and then try to do a comedian because those are my two favorite things. And so far, everybody I've emailed, with the exception of two people, have said no. And, and they're both Saturday Night Live characters. And I thought that was so wild. They both said no? <coughs> yes. Well, uh, one of them I saw in a Sherwin-Williams paint store. Uh, I won't really give this person away, but I was like, hey, aren't you so-and-so? And they're like, yeah. And then, like, you know. Oh, you, you said gotta, they. So you, you'd left it even open where you wouldn't even pin down if it was a guy or a girl. Well, right, because. I'm trying to figure out who it is. I've, I've, gotten, I've gotten a strong maybe, but, like, uh, switching the emails and stuff, I've been getting a, why do you want to talk to me? And I'm like, are you kidding You've been on Carson 20 times, and you were on Saturday Night Live. Is that not like the most interesting life in the world? And then you, you wound up in Spring Hill. How could I not want to talk? I'm sure you know who it is. I think so. Yeah, I think Is it a chick? It is. Yeah, I know who it is. Okay, well, anyway, I see her in Sherwin-Williams, and yeah. um, I, I say, hey, you. And she goes, I go, are you so-and-so? She goes, yeah. Who wants to know? And I go, your future husband. <laughs> well, you know, comics, or I'm not saying I'm one, but like people that joke, they, they get that kind of stuff. Everybody else's face turns blood red. And yeah. she's like, you know, so, so, and so. And then she's like, as I'm emailing her, she's like, why do you want to interview me? I'm like, are you kidding? Why wouldn't I? Yeah. But that, that's just me. Yeah. But, um, yeah, anyway, interesting stuff. Speaking of Saturday Night Live, I heard you have one of the best Will Ferrell stories ever. Uh, well, <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> I, uh, I, so he used to come to, when USC used to play Nebraska, when I was out with Cable Guy. Yeah. Um, and Cable Guy has a box at the Nebraska stadium, so he would come out for the games and, a couple times, and hang out in the box with Adam McKay, and at the time we all had the same agency, right? Mm-hmm. So, we were riding over to the game, and I'm in the van, and it's Adam and Will and me and then these agents or whatever. And we're riding over, and he's the nicest freaking guy, dude. Like, all he's just talking about my kids, asking me how I'm doing on the road, you know, like, what am I up to? You know, just really nice and sincere. And Cable Guy, if he goes through a crowd, it'll take four hours because he'll talk to their kids on the phone. He'll call their mom. You know, he'll – it takes forever, right? <laughs> Yeah. So we pull up, and I, we're in a van, and I see that there's like a 1,000 people between the van and the stadium for us to get to the elevator. Wow. And I'm going like, oh, my God. The door opens up, and people are like, you're my boy, Blue. You're my boy. They're <laughs> screaming every line from every movie. He's waving. Then all of a sudden, he looks at me, and I had this hooded sweatshirt on. He yeah. pulls the hood over my head and starts pushing me through the crowd going, get out of the way. This guy's kind of famous or something. He, he was on Comedy Central, and he tells me he's great. Oh, my gosh. Me, and we're barreling through the crowd. Everybody's wow. laughing. They're cheering. I'm sitting there going, is Will Ferrell pushing me through a thousand? You know what I mean? Like, this is the yeah. most bizarre thing. We go flying through everybody. We get up to the stadium, get on the elevator, and he's like, whew. He goes, that's pretty good, huh? And I'm like, oh my what gosh. the hell? Was, yeah. You know? And oh, wow. it was so... So I, we would go up whenever we were hanging out. And again, dude, like he's just the sweetest guy. And I was talking to my ex-wife. We were married at the time, and I'm on the phone with her. And she's like, what are you doing? 
And I'm like, oh, nothing. I'm just at the football game. And he will walks up and he goes, who is that? I go, <laughs> he goes, let me talk to her. And oh I go, my gosh. all right, cool. And I hand the phone and he's like, hey, it's Will Ferrell. And she's like, shut up, asshole. Put Reno back on the phone. <laughs> and he goes, wow, she's a peach. He wow. answered the phone. She goes, who was that? And I go, that was Will Ferrell. And she's like, are you kidding me? And I go, no. And she goes, let me talk to him. I go, no, he hates you. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's like, I wouldn't have said that if I knew it was him. She goes, I sure. thought it was you guys goofing off. I'm like, no, he don't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah, I mean, it isn't like that. I mean, it's not an everyday occurrence. That's that is awesome. Yeah. Uh, the closest story I ever got that was by far the best one. Um, I got to interview Bill Medley from the Righteous Brothers. Oh yeah. You remember them? Yeah. Um, Will Ferrell's dad, Buddy, was the band director for the Righteous Brothers. Oh my God. I know that's how much of a music nerd I am. But anyway, talking to Bill Medley about their little stint at the Skirmerhorn, and I brought up Will Ferrell, and he did not give me a story as rich as I wanted. He goes, yeah, I've known uh, uh, Will a long time. He was little Will, and now he's big Will. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Buddy was there. Uh, I believe he played – it was either – he. I know he played piano. I don't know if he played saxophone as well, but was their band leader for, like, 30-plus. Dude, I wonder if that's where he got the name for Elf. Buddy? Yeah. Yeah, you ought to see if you ever get a chance to Google Google uh, Buddy Farrell's album covers. They're, they're like typical '60s and '70s album covers. Yeah, they're groovy. Oh, it's cool. Um, last question. Like I said, thanks for talking with me. And, and yeah, I, man, I, I have a feeling that uh, maybe I get to shake your hand. I think you could. You felt like you could be my friend in real life, and I'm not a stalker. Dude, we absolutely guy, so. could be. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on. Um, <over>. Yes. <laughs> we just ordered uh, pizza from Roma's. Absolutely, and Brandon, my boss, like I said, sometimes he comes and fills in for management and um, in Murfreesboro. Yeah, and he goes and he, and he talks just like this, and he'll kill me if he knows I do this impersonation. But he'll go, yeah. he'll go tell, tell him sometimes if he's in town, I'd like to take him to Starbucks, maybe maybe talk to him for a little bit. <laughs> I said, <laughs> tell I, him to I, call I said, me. You got my yeah, number. Yeah, absolutely. But um, the next thing where where I first learned about you and and really started to appreciate your comedy. Was the whole blue comedy tie-in? Now, what what was your exact duty with those guys? Like, did you travel with them as like the MC, or what? What was that whole situation? So, for like eleven years, I twelve years, I toured with Cable Guy, opening the show, like doing twenty-five minutes, and then he'd come out and do like an hour and a half. Uh huh. Um, for like uh, seriously, eleven, ten, eleven years, and then wow. for like two years, I toured. Um, MCN and hosting a show with Ingval Foxworthy and Cable Guy, like an arena tour thing, mm-hmm. um, where I'd come out and just do like seven or eight minutes, bring each of them up. Then at the end, we'd all go up together and I'd ask them questions about different stuff. Then I toured with the Blue Collar Next Generation thing, which was me and Jamie Kaler, uh, uh, Caparillo. Um, not, not to interrupt you right quick, but yeah. see the voice of KFC? I don't know. He sounds, you know, hey, ten, $10 bucket at KFC. He sounds just like him. It might be. And this dude, Justin McKinney. Um, it might be him. I don't know. I don't either. I've, I've wanted to know. It's always been on the back of my mind when I hear the, like, the voiceover guy. Yeah. It does <laughs> sound like him. Yeah. $10 fill up right here at KFC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a baby. Like, hey, hey, hey. He sounds like a pissed off baby. Like the baby from... <laughs> That cartoon, Roger Rabbit. 
Like you're smoking a cigar. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah exactly. I forgot He's all about funny, it. Man. Yeah. 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 So anyway, <laughs> so I did that and then did the, the roast and um, then just from working with them, I did a couple movies with, you know, like it was kind of like a little family. Um, and then I'd go do stuff on my own too. Like I hosted a few shows and, you know. Dude, I'll yeah. go wherever they'll pay me. I'll go to Shoney's. I don't care. I heard that. Yeah, why would you? know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> but, yeah, that's cool. I just, I was always wondering because I was like, I remember I seen, like, I was watching a YouTube video not too long ago because we were, like, filling questions for him. I was like, what is the tie in there? Which is, I mean, that's, that's got to be a cool group of guys to perform with. So. Yeah, it's great, man. They were all yeah. really good, solid guys. Yeah, they all seem like it. They seem like they're pretty genuine. Yeah. But anyway, Mr. Collier. Reno Collier, that's it, right? Yeah, man. Perfect. I want to make sure. I, I remembered Reno. I'm not good with last names, but it's been a thrill to talk with you. By far, one of the coolest comedians I've ever spoke with. You, you sound like the real deal, and uh, I've caught you in shows. Now I can be like, I can actually wave and go, "Hey, it's me, your fan. Here I am." <laughs> well, <laughs> but, come yeah. up and say hi, man, and tell oh, your absolutely. boss to be. I don't go to Starbucks because I don't drink commie juice, but if he <laughs> wants to go to Dunkin'. I may go to Duncan with him. I hear you. Cause he just threw it out there because he was like, man, he, see, he's been hitting the, the road pretty hard, too. Like, he, he does, like, the church crowd and everything. Dude, and tell him to like, call me. I will. He said, yeah. um... He... What a treat, what a treat. Batting cleanup on this week's Josh Belcher Uncharted podcast is Saturday Night Live alumnus and ukulele playing phenom, Miss Victoria Jackson. What a fun, thoughtful, kind human being she is in a great interview. Enjoyed speaking with her and talking with her. What a storied career she's had. And she's still going, still performing live. Uh, really awesome to speak with her. Uh, she's coming up next. Here you go. Did you have a did you have a wonderful holiday? Did you have a good Christmas? I did. It was uh interesting and unique. Um my daughters are married so they went to their in laws this year. We take turns, you know. Yeah. And uh so I had to do our Christmas with the grandkids on Thanksgiving. How cool. <laughs> do a little early. How many grandkids do you have? Three. And um eight six and four and so the little ones wanted tricycles and the big one wanted her first ukulele so that's what santa brought them that is awesome uh ukulele what a, what a cool thing to want that means that she wants to be like is it the she right she wants to be like you she i guess she's seen me playing it a lot so she is now writing songs and she's nine years old awesome she's going to follow right in your footsteps that's cool well, let's let's get into that. You know, I cover a lot of music. Obviously, we're here, you know, in the Music City area. Um, where where does the ukulele playing start? Do you play other instruments, or is it just ukulele for you? Um, my my mom gave me one when I for Christmas when I was about ten or eleven, and it was such a great instrument because you can carry it around anywhere, not like a piano, <laughs> yeah. and it's very easy. You can learn it in one day. So, uh, yeah. That's where it started. I I didn't get any other instrument training. A little piano, so. I got you. So that's always been the ukulele. Well, it, it's taken you far in your life. I, I was just watching uh, earlier. I was watching you where you reposted a clip on Johnny Carson playing the ukulele, uh, which is impressive enough because uh, that's where everybody wanted to be. And you were like his guest, like what twenty twenty times. Yep. 
and it was uh, very exciting, but he's gone now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I yeah. think your generation doesn't even know who he is, probably. Well, that's right, but see, with me, I'm... I'm uh, I'm on the late end of the the um, millennials. I'm 37, and oh. I remember I remember you know uh, that was a big deal in comedy back in the day. That was your main goal was to get on Johnny Carson. And I've heard a lot of people you know like I watched uh, you know I'm throwing a name out there Jeff Dunham. He was like he took everything he had to get on there once, and to right. be on there 20 times in any generation is very impressive but like yeah i mean he's uh that was the thing for the record books and i was like wow 20 times how cool is that yeah you're amazing that's awesome and you wrote all those songs you performed on there um i yeah i wrote most of most of them uh one of them i didn't it was all of me i just thought that was such a funny song it goes all of me why not <laughs> take all of me and i just thought that was so funny yeah. So uh, I sang that one on there. Very, very cool. Um, let's talk about this Christmas uh, program you had on TBN. I know you uh, you talked about it a little bit. I'm sure they're still playing it. What was that all about? <laughs> what was it all about? <laughs> it was about Jesus. Um, yeah. Basically, Eric Metaxas is a New York intellectual author, and I've gotten to know him. Can you hear that saw in the background? Uh, electric saw. I'm outside trying to put lights in this big tree, even though the holiday's over, and, <laughs> and I can't get real high. It's like 40 feet high. And, wow. Uh, yeah, You're gonna throw I, it down. No, I'm trying to light <laughs> up to the top. I'm I'm a tree lover. I hear you. Uh, but our neighbor is sawing something down, not me. Okay. Um. Yeah. What was the question again? I forgot. Oh, Eric Costas. <laughs> So yeah. basically, I got to know him about 10 years ago, and he just got this radio show, and it's super good. Eric Metaxas, M-E-T-A-X-A-S. It's okay. Greek. And uh, he he wanted to be the next Johnny Carson and when I met him. And I said, you would be perfect. You're funny. You're smart. You're really quick. And um, so I kind of prayed about it. Every time I would think of him, I would say, God, he should be the next Johnny Carson. The only thing against him is he's a Christian. And NBC is <laughs> not going to hire someone who mentions the Lord, you know. So, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I was like, God, you're going to have to do a miracle because in our world, mm, Christian isn't really a popular thing in the television world. And so all of a sudden, TBN who is um, revamping it. It used to be like mostly old people and the, the young, the uh, kids of the TBN uh, founders took over and they're making it, you know, more contemporary, more relevant. And yeah. they just put his radio show on the air and that's the answer to my prayer. He's doing Johnny Carson right now and then he asked them if he could do a Christmas special and they said yes. So now we're praying that uh, it will turn into a weekly variety show, thus the Tonight Show. And Very so cool. The Lord once in a while, because basically we all come into this world and we die alone, and the only hope we have for eternal life with God is Jesus Christ. So, you know, yeah. we got to tell people. I agree with you. Very well put. And uh, will you be a guest on his show 20-plus times, too, if it comes to fruition? 
Yes, except I have a weight problem, and I told him I look so fat in the Christmas special because (laughs) I'm 60 years old, right? So give me a break. But uh, TV adds 10 pounds to you, and they were shooting me from the side profile. Very bad idea. And um, so either I have to lose 20 pounds to be on it again. He didn't say that. I say that. Or I have to have them do a better angle with their – cinematography i hear you well i'm a, i'm a bit of a robust gentleman myself and um i i can understand as far as the self-consciousness goes but being in spring hill you could always cart down to columbia and join our planet fitness uh i work there part-time we could get you in there you could come uh, join the fun well i do work out every day actually and my husband works at my gym nice. so i don't i don't think that's my weight problem i think it's the eating part Oh, eating's fun though, especially around the holidays. Uh, um, which which reminds me, I was going to ask you, what are your plans for New Year's? Are you doing anything for New Year's? We never do anything. I'm always afraid some drunk person will kill us if we're out on the road. That's, yeah, that, that might happen. We wouldn't want that to, but yeah, I could understand. I uh, I don't venture out too much either. Um, this year would probably be a fun year to go see the uh, New York performance with Stevie Nicks going to be there, but I wouldn't risk it, even though it's free. Oh, it's free and it's on New Year's Eve? Yeah, it's downtown. It's with Keith Eben, and his special, special guest is Stevie Nicks. Cool. My problem is I don't like big crowds or parking downtown. Yes, and you would, I'm the same way, and you would have to do both. And then, on top of that, people would recognize you frolicking about through the crowd. How do you feel about that? How are you with crowd work? Do you like people you're interacting with fans and stuff? Well, I don't get recognized a lot. I get recognized if I talk. Um, yes, the voice, people, sure. Yeah, they turn around and they go, I know that voice from somewhere. Uh, occasionally I get recognized, but I don't. Yeah, it's now and then, and it's fine. It is fine. Okay, well, that's good. Um, I wanted to touch on something. Like I said, I know it's been a. You know, what I remembered you from right off the bat was obviously Saturday Night Live, which is, you know, everybody's favorite thing on earth. Um, I wanted to bring up, I, I just realized via social media, uh, Chris Farley's passing was like 22 years ago on the 18th, and you did a lot of sketches with him. Do you have any fond memories of him or, or any of your castmates? Because you were like on the best cast they ever had. Um, Thank you. Um, I have fond memories of him. He was very shy, just like he looked on TV. And especially around girls and or women, I say girls. Yeah. And he was um, very sweet and shy. And I didn't really hang out with him. He hung out more with uh, David Spade and Adam Sandler because they were like the new people and I was like the old cast. And we kind of uh, crisscrossed paths, but um, they were kind of like a little gang together. So. Oh, gotcha. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I just remember, like, uh, one of the things that was funniest was getting him doing uh, Tom and Roseanne. Oh, yes. I I love that. That was uh, great. Yes, that was so fun. I did it a couple times, and, um, yeah, that was good. And my favorite thing he ever did was the Chippendales audition with Patrick Swayze. Yes. You were there for that. That must have been something cool to witness. I was in it. I had, like, one line. Yeah, I was happy to be in it because I thought this is a classic of all time. Uh, it was he was so good in it. Yeah, right on. And I mean, 
I was watching, like I said, a couple of things of yours as well. And and one person I know they they really put you you paired with really well was Steve Martin. You guys seem to have a great dynamic. Who who all did you have like good dynamics with as far as cast members? Who did you like to work with, and who who did you feed well off of as far as like giving back and forth? Um, let's see. Well, right now I have good chemistry with Eric Metaxas. It's the yeah. funniest thing. We have such good chemistry, and that's why he brings me back. And you can't like put a finger on why, you know. But yeah. um, then back then, well, Dana Carvey and Kevin Nealon and John Lovitz were the nicest to me, and they were trying to help me get in their sketches because I didn't know how to write sketches and I never had training in improv or anything. And so they would, you know, throw me a bone here and there, and um, they were always making me laugh all day, every day. That's awesome. Um, what's your what's your uh, performance schedule like now? Are you still doing stand up or performing music? What 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 are you doing like right now as far as uh, yourself like uh, performance yeah. wise? Well, I'm back in um, college. I'm trying to get my master's in film at Lipscomb. Awesome! And, How cool. Yes, because I've never studied behind the camera and screenwriting, and I'm that's very fun for me. And then. I do stand up once in a while. My next show is in um, March of 2020 in, oh, what's the name of that little town? It's like an hour from Nashville, and it has a real funny, oh, but Bell Buckle. Bell Buckle, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my <laughs> next show in March. And then I just did a movie, um, a low-budget movie in the summer that's coming out next year. I had uh, four crying scenes which were very wow. challenging to me. How awesome. Really? So did you have to play a little serious? Is that what you're saying? Yes, I had to be very serious. Uh, uh-huh. It was yeah. fine. That's <laughs> that cool. Movie, that movie's called Lost Heart. Lost Heart. And, and where can we see that? Anywhere we can find it online, Amazon and all that good stuff? Uh, yeah, it's probably going to be on Amazon because the people who made it made about five other movies and they're on Amazon. Very cool. I'm definitely going to check that out. One thing I've always wanted to know, and, and I'll tell you this, I used to work part-time at Lowe's in Spring Hill, and being a fan of comedy and fan of Saturday Night Live, and I've always known who you were, you would have sightings in Lowe's, and everybody would go, hey, she was just here. Hey, she was just here. And I'm like, you're kidding. I keep missing her. I keep missing her. And I was like, well, you know, I didn't want to come harass you or nothing, but still, you're always there. Uh, I always wanted to know, how did you get to Middle Tennessee? You, I mean, you know, born in Miami, been in New York, been in Hollywood. What what made you decide to just move to our little part of the woods, I guess you could say? Well, number one, your little part of the woods is the best part in the world. I agree. But, yeah, but, uh, I mean, the people are so loving here, and it's so beautiful and peaceful. But my what brought us here is my children my grandchildren moved here and we me and my husband wanted to be near them and watch them grow up yeah very well put that's yeah that's the thing that makes it all important is family that's awesome mm-hmm. very glad to hear that um uh one more question i wanted to throw at you this kanye west movement do you think this is authentic or do you think he's just doing it as a plot to like get more media attention because like he went from one end of the spectrum to another yes i remember when he said, I am God, and I was like, oh, no, no, and I should have prayed for him, and we don't pray for celebrities. We don't, we don't, we think they're, they're not human or something, but they're, 
they need a savior just as much as anyone else, but I think it's genuine, and I'm so excited about it. And he sounds like he really did experience um, a, a moment in time when he asked Jesus into his heart and his life changed, and I'm very happy for him. I'm just a little worried because, you know, I think he needs to grow as a Christian and that Satan's going to be really against him because his influence is so powerful in our culture Mm -hmm. and Satan's going to try to bring him down. And, you know, the Christian life is not easy and, you know, it's hard to live like Jesus, especially in the public eye. So I think we should pray for him, but I think it's genuine and it's awesome. And I used to pray for Madonna and Steve Martin to be born again. You know, Steve Martin wrote a song called Atheist Ain't Got No Hymns or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's a really clever song, but it kind of expressed that he was an atheist. And I love Steve Martin, so I got him a Bible and had his name put on it. And I don't, I still don't know what address to send it to. I have no connections. I got a Bible with Madonna imprinted on it because I knew she was speaking when she went into Kabbalah. But I don't know where to send that either. Yeah. I, I did give Johnny Carson a Bible when I, before he died, I heard he had a heart attack. And I went and got a Bible and had his name put on it. And I actually knew someone who gave me his address. And he sent me this really sweet thank you note. And it said, uh, thank you for the care package. If it doesn't work, I hold you personally responsible. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought thought that was really clever and funny. And I I framed it and put it on the wall. But, um, yeah, yeah, we got to pray for the people in the spotlight because they're just like us and they need Jesus. I agree. Um, One thing I was going to bring up uh, about Steve Martin is, as much as he frequents in Nashville at the Ryman, at the Grand Ole Opry, that shouldn't be a hard exchange to give him that. Have you ever thought about going that avenue? That's a good idea. Maybe my agent would know how to get it to him. Yes. I uh, I know when Weird Al was here, I got him flowers. I It was kind of hard, but I, I think my agent found out how to get it backstage or something because I was in his movie, you know, a long, long time ago. Yeah, of course. I've seen it a thousand times. A thousand times? Well, sure. I'm, I'm 37 years old. I, I could safely say I've probably seen that movie. I actually saw it when it was actually on a video cassette. You remember, not not a DVD. Wow, you're so yeah. old. I am. I'm an old spinster. Um, let me. Uh, yeah. Well, I would figure with you, if Steve Martin was playing somewhere downtown, you could just walk in. You wouldn't have to worry. They, everybody knows who you are. No, I can't do that. I have no power anymore. You have plenty of no, power. Yeah. No, no and, power. <laughs> Another thing I wanted to tell you, and this is sincere for me, not interviewee or, or fan or anything, but um, I wanted to tell you that, you know, standing up for your beliefs and everything, uh, kudos to you. That's a that's a really great thing to do and, and stick by your convictions, and, and I think you're doing a wonderful job in that aspect as well. It's not always going to be the popular thing, but it's the right thing, and you just keep up the good work because you never know who it's going to touch or influence. Thank you, Joshua. I appreciate yeah. that. And that's a wrap. We are wrapped up, wrapping up another edition. 
the Josh Belcher Uncharted Podcast. I want to thank you, the listeners, so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my podcast. It's been so much fun making it. If you keep listening to them, I'm going to keep making them because I enjoy it and I hope you enjoy listening. So thank you for taking the time. You could be doing anything. You're listening to me ramble on and I'm really grateful for that. And um, if you have anybody you know that you think would be a great guest, have them hit me up, joshbelcher at hotmail.com. With that being said, I want you guys to be safe, get prepared for a brand new 2020, have a safe and happy new year. If you can't love the ones you're with, love the ones that you want to be with, I don't know how it goes, but stay safe and remember I love you for you and where you're at in this part of life. Uh, Keep it easy, safe, and peaceful, and we will catch you later on down the line. Okay.